why not? So, <clears throat> hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hear Me Out. This is episode 10. And for episode 10 today, I have a listener of the podcast on. Her name is Marion. Say hello. How are you? Hey guys, what's up? Hi. So, she's a really cool person. She's someone that I actually met off Twitter. Well, I've known <laughs> off Twitter for a while now, but we actually met up a few months ago. Had an interesting conversation, so I felt like why not have her on the show? So, before I even get into anything, let me just say this episode is going to be one that kind of has things going all over the place. We're going to talk about mental health. We're going to talk about dating. We're going to talk about just different ways of thinking, cancel culture, Kanye West, Donald Trump, anything and everything. So just to start, like, let me just, you know, give people an idea of who you are. And I'll do that by giving you the mic right now. And I'll ask you this. Um, tell me about yourself and kind of like what pushes you and motivates you in life. Um, so I think that what pushes me and motivates me in life is the moment that I recognized that I had ability for change. That's yeah. probably my favorite thing about myself, my ability for change. And I think it's really powerful the moment that you recognize in life that you really are in control of your life. And I recognize that that isn't necessarily it for everyone. It's a really weird thing to kind of like accept, I think, or yeah. realize. I mean, yeah, because you pick up a lot of responsibility when you are able to say that, right? So I think that's kind of what motivates me in life. Just also my passions. You know, I love technology, innovation, the arts, pretty much anyone who is just like undeniably and like unapologetically being themselves. I think that mm -hmm. that's when magic happens. And yeah. I think that I'm always drawn to people doing that and I'm always drawn to innovators. So that's definitely a couple of things that inspire me. So you're talking about like inspiration and things like that. What are some people, who are some people or what are some things that have inspired you to like get to the point? Also, where have you been that led you to this point where you are right now mentally? Um, that's a really interesting question. A couple of people that inspire me are probably my sister, Kanye West, um, my parents and my family and our story and our background, definitely. Um, Michelle Obama. Um, Bad bitch. Deadass. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. All of these just like beautiful, amazing female powerhouses. Frida mm -hmm. Kahlo. Definitely derive a lot of inspiration from them. Um, what led me to where I am today is a long, beautiful battle with my mental health and what it means to be me. And finally, kind of sitting down and recognizing like this is what it means to be me which is mm -hmm. literally just being me um yeah uh, it, you yeah. know it, it sounds more complicated yeah. than it really is like i think just being me is one of the things people are like okay so like what the fuck does that yeah, mean yeah exactly what does that mean well it's up to you it, it's to it it's out. something that's like so subjective and you know you're talking about mental health like if you don't mind opening up like what is probably like the biggest changing experience that really put everything into perspective for you I would say the biggest changing experiences, I, I think that at one point in my life, I definitely used to make myself the victim in situations and it would always be like, well, why did this happen? Or why did this happen to me? Or why was I born into this? Or why did I have this? Or why did I have X, Y, Z? And then kind of finally realizing that I was the controlling variant really? of what it was, right? Because things are gonna happen to you. Mm -hmm. Things are gonna happen to anyone. But it's like, how can I react to them and how can I change myself to improve yeah. the overall situation? So so you feel like you realize that, you know, we can't always control the way other people are going to do or the, like the way other people are going to think. But if 
we can control what we can control, which is us ourselves, we can at least do something to kind of like influence every like interaction we have with people in a sense and avoid like problems and shit. I mean, yeah, I, I really do think that like literally just in the simplest way of instead of reacting like to the like when someone says something triggering and like you react like yeah. you kind of just like sit back on it and like I mean, I don't know if anyone out here follows a holistic psychologist on Instagram. She's well, that's really a good. plug. Do that. Yeah, literally, she's so good. Um, you know, she she talks a lot about these things, and it's like every single time something comes out of someone's mouth, you have to recognize that they're telling you a piece of their story. Yeah. Right? So people are complex. You can't just write people off. You can't just scream at someone for saying something that hurt you. And you know what? If mm-hmm. you do every now and then, it's fine own it admit it grow from it don't be embarrassed but it's just there are certain things that can alleviate the hardships that come with life and i do think that a really big part of that is holding yourself accountable yeah i think for me like if we're going to reference like the past podcast that i had where you were talking about like this anger that you have with yourself i think sometimes like people when they have those types of outbursts like there's things inside of them that they may be like projecting it or they may even just be showing that they're just frustrated with their life and if things go out of hand they just don't necessarily know how to like react to it and shit like that but i think that comes from not taking the time to think for yourself and i think a lot of people have struggles with taking the time to think for yourself because think about it like from the moment we wake up on a monday morning to the moment we go to sleep on a friday afternoon or not friday afternoon i mean i wish i could take a nap (laughs) on a friday afternoon but friday night like we really we're getting ready to go out and have a fucking marathon and it's just something that we've been programmed to do from the time we're kids like I didn't ask to fucking get put in school I didn't ask to like get pushed into this type of realm and stuff I've really been finding myself having to like kind of fight back to the way I was raised and stuff but in all of that though I just think I don't even know where I was going with it but in all of that I just think it's so important for us to be able to understand that you know we all come from different places we all come from different experiences and like For me, it was trying to understand that, hey, like I've got this anger inside of me and there's people around me that are really getting affected by it or pushed away. And, you know, I love these people, but it's just sometimes you've got this energy inside of you that I remember where I was going now, where we live these long days and how much time do we realistically have for ourselves? Like, yeah, you know, we may have like a moment here and there where we're having lunch or we may be on our phone and stuff, but when do we really take time to like try to understand ourselves i think self-exploration is something that really scares a lot of people and why is that i think it's just because like really we all know what's pushing us away from people or what's pushing us away from ourselves it's just it's really hard when it comes to you because you're like oh fuck like i've been running away from this for so long you don't want to face it it's kind of like medusa Mm -hmm. and you feel like you're gonna just fucking explode (laughs) but dude you really need to be able to take a step back and realize like hey you know look at kobe for example like kobe bryant i did an episode about that a while ago but um there's there's just so much like you know we always think that celebrities are these people that are so like above us and so just immortal that someone like that passing away that was so influential at least for me like i've experienced death before in my life and i've seen you know i've been awake so i've been to funerals but i don't think a death really hit me like that hard until then because it's someone that i really connected to and things like that just make made me want to like reach out to people that i appreciate and like i've had a lot of moments where i've had to own up to things i've said or things i've done and just accept that you're imperfect i think there's too much pride going on down here and 
if we're going to talk about celebrities and mental health and we can't fucking talk about that without Kanye West and cancel culture and shit and he's someone that for me not just as you know like I'm not even a musician but just as a person someone who's doing a podcast right now a student anything in life I take so much from that because he's someone who we've literally watched him on this stage this grand stage that is celebrity and we've seen him hit his highs hit his lows and now he's at a point where people feel he plateaued that's a poem right there on oh, look at that <laughs> so we just feel like yeah this guy's acting out of line a bit let's fucking push him away but what if we hear him out i don't know maybe there'd be something on the other side but i want you to give me your opinion on Kanye, and then i'll keep bouncing back and forth who is he and what does he mean to you so I think what you said about us like watching him on this journey was very interesting and I think that that definitely has to be touched upon because I think that's extremely true. You know, Kanye has been in this since the beginning of time. He started off as a producer and he paid his dues, but he just like when it came time, he was like, no, like this is me, like this is going to be it. When would you say that time was? Like just watching him from afar. Um, so I wasn't following Kanye during this time because I was like a little kid, right? <laughs> this yeah. is like when he was like producing for Jay-Z and stuff like that. Yeah. It, I just know this information from like listening to podcasts actually, right? Like, um, what's that? I forgot the name of the podcast, but pretty much, um, un- I think it's called Unplugged. But, okay. um, you know, I think that around the time where he was working on his own album and he was like exhausted and he got into that horrible car accident yeah, and we get wire. now we get through the wire exactly Wait, i think sorry to interrupt you um through the wire she brought that up i don't know if y'all listen to kanye but if you haven't listened to that song before or if you don't know the story behind it go look that up it's fucking crazy it's crazy his mouth was literally wired shut because he got into a crazy car accident and you can hear how muffled and crazy his voice sounds but you can also hear him pushing through and like not even wanting to take a like two days off for his jaw to heal because it was just like this was his passion project like he had yeah. to make sure that the world was gonna hear him out yeah you keep going back yeah to hear the me podcast. out motherfuckers that's so funny. but like it, it's it's crazy because like i know his story a lot as you do too and it's just so interesting like he's someone that a lot of people wrote him off they told him you can't be a rapper you're only a producer you're only this you're only that and is, it's just so insane how people they like to really box you in like for example I remember I was talking to someone a few days ago and I told them hey Kim Kardashian is actually studying to be a lawyer right now because they were like knocking her and all this shit and they're like oh like is she really being a lawyer or is she just getting everything handed to her and I'm like yeah. well right now she's working in a law firm she's actually taking classes and stuff and who are we to like knock her you know all this time everyone's always complaining saying what does she actually do to become famous what's her talent well you know what now that she's actually doing a talent isn't it crazy people are still fucking knocking her they're like not even that is good enough and not that that should be you know something that's relevant to her but like also why do we feel like we have this need to just drag people down like all these people above us you know we look up to them and shit and even if you trash someone, in a way, if you're thinking about them enough to even go out and say something, there's something about them that stands out to you. And maybe, you know, you wish you had that kind of life and you can get that life. You just got to fucking work for it. That's the thing. Like, Kim Kardashian, you say she did nothing, but no, like, that's her, her family. They're all marketing geniuses. Like, it, if you if you have a problem with her, then stop giving her the attention. But you know what? Everyone's giving you the attention. So how can you blame her if she lives a life that's interesting enough to other people? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And that's interesting what you said, like maybe people do envy because, I mean, it's pretty obvious that anything you have to say about someone is essentially a reflection of yourself. 
Yeah. So, but what you were saying also about boxing people in, I think that that is just what we do as humans, right? Like even how sometimes like it's kind of dark and you're driving and you'll see a stop sign and it kind of looks like a silhouette of like a human being. That's like, just what? your brain. Yeah, that's just your brain trying to make sense of things for you, right? So I think that we do that a lot of times with people and we yeah. want to put them in boxes and we want to say, okay, this person is XYZ, this person's smart, this person's not smart. I think that's kind of like for like self-safety or something like that. Yeah, you, like you, self-soothing. Yeah, you'll like go read a room or something like that. And mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't care what anyone says. Like we all walk into a room and the thing is we all have different lenses through which we view people, but we walk in a room, we automatically scan it and read it. And that's how we know like what people to go to, what people not to. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we need to understand that, yeah, except the fact that we all are gonna walk into a room and look at each other, but it's like, how are you looking at me and why are you looking at me? Are you yeah. looking at me because you, you have problems with me? Are you looking at me because like, you know, you don't know me and you want to find out more about me and you know it's crazy like i could have a situation where i don't know someone and there's two different ways to approach it. you could walk up to them kind of like a dick and just be like hey, i don't know i don't fucking know you i don't really owe you shit or you just walk up to them and maybe you end up having a deep ass conversation like i can't yeah. tell you the amount of times like i've been out at a club and out of nowhere i just start talking to people from god knows where like i've spoken to people from fucking england canada i've spoken to people from different continents around the world and what is that <laughs> just being a nice enough person like when you're at a club typically people are like get the fuck away from me yeah. no like talk to them you could learn something no one loves you in the club <laughs> yeah don't go find love in the club <laughs> yeah. fuck man like clubbing is just a whole nother different thing i got away from all of that <laughs> yeah. i don't know about you if you had like much experience going out clubbing but to me, I feel like that shit is a waste. You'd be surprised. I, I mean, maybe it's different for girls. I mean, okay, look, <laughs> I'm not saying so much the experience is a waste, yeah. but for example, this. Last night I'm there talking to a friend of mine, and it's Valentine's Day, and I'm there at home, single as fuck, cooking tacos. <laughs> and whatever, I'm talking to this dude, and he's there like, yeah, bro, like, yeah, it's Valentine's Day, I don't want to go out and do shit. And I'm like, well, you don't have a girlfriend, what the fuck do you mean? You don't, <laughs> you don't spend money? He's like, no, bro, but like, I gotta go spend $130 at the club. I'm like, why do you have to go spend $130 yeah. at the club? Oh, cause like my boys and I are getting a table. Well, like why, why do you gotta spend $130 on a fucking table? Like think about it. Like you're spending $130 on a table and you're probably not gonna spend more than like 30, $40 on a drink. So just to stand there, you spend $130. And again, as a girl, it's different. Yeah. But as a guy, like, look, I'm gonna tell you right now, if you're a dude, and you're 21, 22 years old, and you don't have $100,000 at least to your name, and you're going out and spending thousands of dollars on tables, you're a fucking idiot. You're not wrong. Yeah. I but, think I agree. But women, yeah, go ahead. Just take the bottles. Take it all. I don't blame you. I do the same exact yeah. thing. But just going out, it's kind of like this empty life. But back to Kanye. <laughs> so we're getting around to these things like mental health and stuff, and we're talking about cancel culture off the mm -hmm. record. And cancel culture is something that's really big. Like, how do we decide who the fuck we're gonna cancel, like, what, what, what is that? Yeah, well, um, going back also to when we were talking about, like, boxes, I feel like from the beginning, how you were saying also, like, people were like, no, you can't be a rapper, like, you're just a producer. At the end of the day, and at the beginning of every day, Kanye always said, like, no, like, I'm Kanye. And, like, Kanye's main point and trope has always been, like, you can't tell me what to think and you can't tell me what to say and you can't tell me what to be. Yeah. And that's gotten him in a lot of trouble. I'm not gonna say it hasn't, especially yeah. now. But what people need to realize is that Kanye has like always said what he's wanted to say, right? Like no one's ever stopped him. And in the past, it's kind of been a little bit more agreeable or admirable because 
he was, you know, speaking up for like marginalized groups, right? He was speaking up for people that looked like him. George Bush doesn't love black people. 100%. And people forget that we were in a very different world when he said that. And it, yeah. it did stir the pot. Whereas like now people are like standing in front of stages like in the Oscars and the Grammys and like they're speaking the truth and it's great. But yeah. now that that is thankfully actually like the norm and like that's good. Mm -hmm. I feel like Kanye has like taken it a little far and like... Oh. I mean, to say that black people chose slavery is, it, it's a... It's, it, it, it's a very, yeah. like, rough thing, and I'm not going to get into that Yeah, topic. we're not. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Well, yeah. actually, I'm not sorry. I just, I'm smarter than that. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, look, we're, we're imperfect, and I think we need to really just focus on, like, not highlighting so much, like, our darkest moments. Like, yeah. yeah, okay, he was a fucking idiot for saying that. Yeah. But at the same time, like... We're not perfect. Like we said, we've all said stupid things. And look, the difference between, you know, most people and him is that we all, well, actually, we're all similar because we all sometimes have crazy thoughts. We may not have mm -hmm. the same crazy thoughts, but the difference between him and most people is that he's not afraid to vocalize it. Totally. And personally, I think that these are things that, like, really apply to so many things. Like, I know you're someone that you're a very, like, staunch supporter in feminism, and I'm definitely with that, too. And just wanting people to be able to be on the same wavelength and people to be not looking at each other through a lens of division but one of unity and mm -hmm. i think kanye through being someone that really speaks his mind i think he actually in a way you know influenced you in that way too because mm -hmm. you're someone that i know that you're not afraid to speak your mind and you're not afraid to speak up on certain things and i think there are women out there who may feel like their voice is like kind of like put down and stuff but someone like you i feel like you're definitely a very big example for people on how to go ahead and approach these topics that you know what we want to face but may not necessarily be ready or capable of facing yeah well thank you for that that means a lot but i um i think a part of that is also just like i think that you should walk into every single room and and recognize your privilege and then you should also walk into every room and, and be willing to learn right so yeah. instead of always just like bringing in your baggage and bringing in like your world experience it's like well what can i learn from you and what can i learn from this situation right and that's something that should be like applied to almost everything in life so i think that I, I i definitely agree with that and i do think that he has opened a lot of doors and a lot of and like brought down a lot of barriers not even just like within music like if like that's like a whole segment on its own like what he's done for music yeah but i, I think that people don't recognize you know the help that he has done with starting mental health conversations yeah. in the hip-hop and the rap community right isn't it crazy like there's so many things like for some reason like if you were to have admitted like 10 years ago like yeah i have depression or something people would just like look at you weird and they'll look at you like you're weak or you're lesser or you're something that you're not and i think you know just for, forget about the fact like Colin, let's just get off that real quick but just mental health in general like i'm someone like I've, i think i've spoken about this in previous episodes um like i've, I've had depression i've had uh, anxiety suicidal thoughts all like struggled with all of that stuff and you know mary marion right here like she's been like you know messaging me and stuff to want to talk about therapy and i think you know what better opportunity to talk about this than with her in front of me that's why like i didn't reply to you necessarily because i wanted to have you to talk <laughs> about it um therapy is something that i think is really interesting and i think a lot of people need to stop looking at it with this lens of like hey i'm showing up and i'm this weak person or this lens of like oh what are you going to do to help me like i really do think that it shouldn't be that you walk in depending on someone else to help you like you're showing up you should show up there because you want to help yourself that person is just there to help you find that within yourself 
and I think it's just about accepting it. So um, if you'd like, you know, just talk to me about your experience with therapy. You know, I think that's something that's important to you. I think, yeah, definitely. Um, thanks for bringing that up. I think that therapy is this like beautiful, mystical little fairy tool that, like you said, a lot of people don't want to go into because they think it's admitting to failure. They think that it's them not being able to help themselves. What we're not realizing is the moment that you step into that room and you're willing to give it your all and share with a trained professional, everything that you're feeling and everything that you're going through and for them to look at you and say you're valid everything you're feeling is okay and it's gonna get better just then like that in itself is just groundbreaking like it just changes Mm -hmm. your life so i think another really important thing that people need to realize that no one talks about enough is like let's say you walk into therapy and you don't click with your therapist that's okay too you can go therapist shopping and i know that it's hard but like didn't work out with my first therapist. I've, I've gone to three. Yeah, right? So you can, and you can outgrow your therapist too. And there's also different forms of therapy and people actually don't realize that either, right? So you can have just like literal like talking therapy, but this is something that actually happened to me with my therapist. You know, I, I told my therapist, I looked at her and I was like, you know, like, I feel like we're making progress, but I just still have so much pain I, I, and I don't know how to deal with it. And I don't mm-hmm. feel like talking is enough. It, see, I feel that a lot too. Like there's so much that I have inside of me that sometimes I can't even like so much express it. And I actually try to figure out like, is that because I'm too afraid to say it? Or do I just strictly not have the words for it? I don't know mm-hmm. if that's something that you've like been able to, if you thought of, if you've been able to like overcome that, I just can't figure out that answer. So w- Yes, so pretty much what happened to me was, like, this is going to answer your question. What happened to me when I I told that to my therapist, you know, like, I feel like there's progress, but I I feel like I'm putting in the work and I'm not getting enough of an outcome. She suggested something called EMDR therapy. What is that? So, um, let me look up the actual definition. Sorry, guys. EMDR therapy. So, yeah, let's just fill it in. Yeah, while we're looking up. She has the phone out. I'll just give you a live play-by-play. She's currently typing. Okay, so it's eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. What the fuck? So pretty much you sit, right? No, that she literally told me as she was explaining it to me. I was like, I'm sorry, what? And she was like, yeah, it sounds crazy, but it works. And people use it a lot for PTSD. Um, It helps you cope with trauma. Just sometimes words, thoughts, and memories have too much meaning. Yeah. And you can't get away from them, right? Just by talking. So pretty much you sit in a room and you have... Is this something you've done, by the way? Yeah, I've done it multiple times. I did it throughout the beginning of last year, 2019. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's definitely what helped me get on course and on track of where I am today. And then recently, actually, I I kind of felt that I I needed like a pick-me-up and I needed to freshen it up. And I, I recently did some more in the beginning of this year because it's also important to recognize and realize that your brain is like any other muscle kind of yeah so sometimes we need to refresh these things right like if you stop mm-hmm. going to the gym you're gonna get like you're not gonna get fat no necessarily, no but or like, like you're gonna lose muscle yeah right? you, you'll, you'll fall off a bit the next time you go back to the gym you're like oh, yeah right fuck. so that's like a pretty good relationship to have with therapy mdr therapy like sometimes and we live in a world where there's like just so many things constantly happening and just because you don't have like a panic attack or a mental breakdown it doesn't mean that you're not your brain isn't like absorbing or processing that information that might trigger you, right? So yeah. um, pretty much you just like sit in, in this room and you have two 
like I don't know how to explain it. These two like little buzzing things okay. on e each hand. So just picture two buzzing things in your and, hand. Right, and then it buzzes to the left and it buzzes to the right. Okay. And you close your eyes, and pretty much you're talking about events that have trauma associated with them. And mm -hmm. the goal of the therapy is to take away the negative thoughts and the negative feelings that you have towards yourself through that trauma. It sounds like it's kind of like exposure therapy in a yeah, sense. Yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 it is, it is. It yeah, is, like that's is. something that I think is like really important. Actually, like I've done exposure therapy, but like to myself, meaning <laughs> okay. like I put myself in the exact scenarios that I fear the most. Okay. Or even the ones that like make me depressed or even the ones that make me feel something that doesn't feel comfortable, like for me, you know, I went to therapy and I, by the way, that's dope as fuck, everything you did, like, damn, like, I, I kind of wish I did that, but, um, therapist I, about it. yeah, I actually have to go back, yeah. but when my therapist, like, I've already gone in the story, but if you haven't heard it, um, basically, I'm someone that struggled with anxiety, depression my whole life, and I had these thoughts, like I said earlier, and, um, you know, I, I spent some time, you know, a few years actually going out and trying to get help, I went on medications, and I went to different people, and things just didn't work until... I like landed on this one person, but I def I, I definitely don't think it would have worked if I didn't first like figure out what it was that was driving me to this point. Like I knew that I w the way I was feeling wasn't okay and it wasn't normal, but I didn't know why. And I think that's probably the most frustrating thing to people. Like you feel something, but even then, like this is a topic that we don't even like to open up with most people because it's so personal. So. Yeah. If you don't even find yourself talking about it or comfortable enough to talk about it with someone else, how can you figure it out? So before I even stepped into that, I really wanted to understand like what the fuck is wrong with me. So I did that. And to me, it was really just stemming from my childhood, um, relationships that were faulty, um, and just things with myself where I wasn't even treating the relationship with myself right. And I went in there and it, it just really became something that I learned that, okay, I'm talking about this, but if I then don't go home and do things for myself that are not necessarily out of the book, mm -hmm. then how can I learn? And also, we're not necessarily people that are supposed to be living according to the book. Like, books are all things that are created. They're not, like, necessarily made off instinct. Like, decisions we make, like, I do think that it really has something to do with what we have inside. And we all have a different internal voice. And I think it's so, like, so important for us to, like, understand, like, hey, there's a voice inside of us, and you know what, that's actually us. Like, mm -hmm. we need to become best friends with ourselves. And, like, now it's just be it's been a big thing where I've had to become comfortable being alone with myself and, you know, putting myself in situations where, yeah, my heart rate may go up a bit. I may mm -hmm. have some fucking anxiety or something, <laughs> but doing that makes me more, like, used to that feeling. And it actually, one thing I realized is in putting myself in these weird situations, even though some of them may stress me, I feel like I want to go back for more because I'm like, you know, like I can do this. It, it's really just a mental thing, like telling yourself that I can get past this, whether it's that breakup or getting past like my job just fired me or I got a bad grade on an exam. Like yeah. all of these things that are around us, like we've we've already lived long enough with ourselves. Every day you live with yourself. Like think about that. Yeah. Like, yeah, physically we are a person, but in your mind like think about relationships like when you come together like yeah I, I you, you could be attracted to them you could want to get with them mm -hmm. but already if when you talk to them you see no nah, this just isn't it just by the yeah. way they talk like we are our own person we have our own energy and other people recognize that but we may not be self-conscious enough to know that so i think part of therapy is understanding that 
I have my own energy mm -hmm. and I actually have the power to be able to harness it and use it how I want. Man, I love everything you just said. I wish I could make like a bookmark out of it, a bumper <laughs> sticker. Like that was so good. You just touched on like so many amazing things. <laughs> but I think one of my favorite things that you touched up on is like being your friend. And then also when you said like, you have to go home and do the work, like they're like how people like say like, oh, I live by like the 80, 20 rule, right? Like I eat healthy 80% of the time, eat like not healthy 20% of the time. I eat like time. shit 100% of the time. Yeah. Or like when people say like, you know, like it's 80% of what you eat, 20% of the gym. It's kind of the same with therapy. Like therapy gives you words, gives you definitions, gives you the tools. Yeah to really be able to take control of your life but then it's like holding yourself accountable and being like okay what am i gonna do to make this work for me yeah, right it's an everyday process it's a it's literally an everyday process and what you said about living with yourself like i always say this like you're this i'm the center of my own universe you're the center of, of your own and, universe and isn't it crazy people are like oh wow like you're not the center of your own universe like people will say that as something like to knock you and so we automatically have this like thing put in our heads ingrained in us sorry yeah. to interrupt you but it's just like it's that that phrase for example brings about like this sense of selfishness and i think selfishness is something i don't know about you but in a lot of the ways like that i've heard it when i've been out in the world it typically is something that has to do with like negativity meaning mm -hmm. selfish means that you're a bad person or you're acting bad but sometimes we need to learn how to be selfish in a positive way and it's knowing that there's a different way to do things it's not mm -hmm. always the way that everyone wants it to be and maybe sometimes we just need to define things for ourselves yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think that if everyone was a little bit more selfish in a good way, the world would actually be a better place. And what I mean by that is like, if everyone was just to kind of like be selfish in the sense that like, you kind of like tone out what everyone else is saying and you just like look back in and like you said, you listen to yourself and you're like, okay, but how do I feel about this? What are my thoughts on yeah. this? The world would be a better place, right? Like we'd have like a little bit less chaos, at least I think so. But, I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I just think, you know, what we're talking about with other people talking, I think something that, at least for me, that I learned how to switch in my head was when people would talk to me and, like, they try to like, give me advice or just give me their input, like, I stopped looking at it so much as them giving me an opinion and I looked at it more as a suggestion. Mm -hmm. See, it's just really how you train your mind to go because the, the way you think, it's not just by accident. You've been trained through your experiences to get to a point where you're gonna associate certain things with this or that. So if someone talks to you and they say, let me give you my opinion, you may not necessarily be open to it, but a suggestion, I feel like the, that word itself just has this like meaning to it that it's just literally that, a suggestion. You don't have to take it, but people, everyone thinks that they have a, an opinion and you know, not to say that someone's opinion isn't relevant, but sometimes mm -hmm. there's, a, there's situations where an opinion is not relevant. But a mm -hmm. situation, it's okay to like dismiss a situation. I mean, not a situation, a suggestion mm -hmm. um, and all of that. It's just learning really how to live with one another because look, we don't know why or how or when the fuck we all ended up on some giant floating ball in the middle of Earth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not Earth, the space <laughs> on Earth. Yeah. And it's like, well, instead of like, you know, just fucking fighting each other, then why don't we understand like, hey, I'm here for X amount of time. What am I gonna yeah. do? Would I rather spend my life like just really stressed out, really <laughs> down, like just angry at everyone? Or would I actually wanna make this an enjoyable thing? Cause I don't know about you, but I, I think most people wanna be happy and most mm -hmm. people wanna feel appreciated and loved. But there, there are people out there that I know, especially who think that the world just has like this negative thing yeah and it's like everyone wants to get them but it, it's really hard sometimes when you want to help someone and they can't 
necessarily see things a certain way. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can definitely agree with that. Some people are pretty fixed in in their ways, but I think that you know, this is like therapy talk, but you can't really help anyone until you help yourself. Yeah. Right? And that's like something I'm still learning to do. Mm -hmm. I think that it is good to push, you know, your friends and it's good to push people when you know that they have the capacity for it. But I think you also have to recognize people's capacities for certain things. But I wanted to touch up on something that you said, which is how, you know, you're on this earth for an X amount of time and you're living with yourself essentially every single day. So how my approach to life really is a lot of the time is also like, you know, I am on this earth for X amount of time. And if there's a thought that I'm having and I don't want to have it anymore. And if there's there's an emotion that I'm feeling and, and, and I, don't, I don't want to feel it anymore, right? Because it's like invasive, it's intrusive, it's obsessive and it, it, mm -hmm. it hinders me. I recognize now that I have the control over that and I can change that. So it's like the moment that you realize you're in control of your own life, it becomes scary, but it's also extremely liberating because mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I can live the life that I want to live. And like, you deserve that. Like you deserve mm -hmm. the life that you want to live. Yeah. Like, I think for me, if we're going to talk about deserving the life you want to live, like, one really, really, really big recent example of that is, like, Dwayne Wade with his daughter, like, uh, his old son, uh, Zion, what's his name? Now he's, mm, now yeah. she's Zaya. Like, that's someone that people are really questioning, like, mm -hmm. as if they have, like, an opinion on this. But, like, on Twitter, people are going, like, how the fuck can a 12-year-old know this? How can, how can you allow that? Like, the thing is, it's not a matter of allowance or a lot. Like, it's just more a matter of acceptance. Like... Who am I or who are we to like influence? Like if this person feels like they are genuinely this, mm -hmm. then why not let them feel that way? Why not to let them live their life that way? You know, it's just, you know, you're not going to be the one waking up with that. Like all you can do is support that person because just think about this. Like how much is that person already going through in yeah. their head that they have like this conflict? And it doesn't even have to be just with like sexuality, but it can be with just anything in life. You know, you're the way you feel about your career, the way you feel about a relationship, whether it be platonic or whether it be romantic or whether just anything in life, there are things that we struggle with. But sometimes like just in our struggle, because we feel maybe not many people may understand, we in turn then isolate ourselves instead of trying to put ourselves out there. Now, putting yourself out there is where the scary part is and that's where everyone comes in and starts giving their opinion. But someone like Zaya and Dwayne Wade, especially like being a parent, like. That's really, I think, a sign of strength where you're just really accepting who you are. And it's not so much them putting it out there for everyone to like react to and accept them. It's mm -hmm. this is me. And if you accept me or not, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm just going to keep doing me because when I die, it's a matter of did I live my life the way I want to the same way that it'll be the same for you. It should not be did they live their life the way I wanted them to. Like, we don't have control over it. And, like, again, we're the ones with ourselves. So if Zaya went out and she just continued living, feeling like she had to be a man, go follow in the footsteps of her father, all these different things, then mm -hmm. how fair would that be? That person didn't then live the life that they were, you know, maybe, I don't want to, doesn't have to be meant to live, but the life that they wanted to live. Mm -hmm. You know, I think people think that they need to live a certain type of way, but no, it really is about want because... It just really, I think, stems from home and the expectations of everyone telling you you have to do this, and that comes with boxing yourself in. Even from home, we're boxing sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that. I think everything you said was really, really beautiful, and I think that shout out to them because, you know, he, they could very easily be going through this internally, but I think that they're using their platform in a yeah. very beautiful way. And I think that the truth definitely frees you and that this little girl is able to live her truth and live her life is a beautiful thing. I mean, we've seen, unfortunately, what it's like when individuals that go through what they're going through 
aren't allowed to speak their truth because of fear and being boxed in. We saw, we saw that with Caitlyn Jenner and yeah. and how... Like, imagine that. Exactly, like, you, right? Like, Caitlyn Jenner was the fucking man. Like, the yeah. man back in, like, I think it was the 70s, 80s, 80s and shit like that. Like, that's a person that lived life, like, that most guys are, well, you won the fucking decathlon. Apparently, mm-hmm. that was a really big deal back in the day. But, yeah. you know, people really... I, I do think, though, that, like, that really had an impact on, like, the acceptance of everything because I was talking about this with my friends. Like, they brought it up, and they were just like, where did this come from? But I was like, well, I don't think it's necessarily something of where did this come from. It's always been there, but I think now we're moving forward with in a time where conversations like this are going to become more mm-hmm. commonplace. Like, right now, like... Just think about people who are like 50 years old. They see stuff like this and they're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. they're, like they live their whole life. And again, it's like understanding the, the way, like when we're talking about Kanye, like there's certain things that were going on at a certain time where it is representative of the time that mm-hmm. was there. So if people were raised with these things being out of the norm, they're going to react that way. But now you and me, like if we have kids like 10, 15 years from now, they're going to grow up in a world where things like transgenders and people like you know, gay people or even racial issues. Mm -hmm. These are things that aren't even going to be so much of an issue to them because they're going to be in a world where they're desensitized to it, but in a good way where it's not even so much up for discussion and there's acceptance. Meanwhile, there are people our age even that have to learn to live with that. As fucked up as that sounds, but people really just might, they have to accept it. It's going to, your kids are going to be accepting that. So Mm -hmm. this is the world we live in. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, and, like, to quote Oprah, the racist old white people just gotta die. <laughs> like, sometimes, like, I mean, not that they're holding us back, really. I mean, they are, like, the number one voters. But um, aside from that, it, it's true. Like, people always, like, say, like, oh, I was born in the wrong time. I was born in the wrong generation. Cannot relate. Like, you know, I I love the time that we live in. Yeah. Uh, it comes with positives and it comes with negatives because I think that, you know, our country is in a point where... We're, we're pretty divided and there's a lot of uncomfortable pretty? yeah there's a lot of uncomfortable conversations going on right now we need uncomfortable though. we need uncomfortable that's exactly what i was going to say that i think that something really beautiful and really positive is going to come out of this if we keep having the uncomfortable conversations and we keep yeah pushing you know it's just weird like i, I really don't even know like where the fuck like this world is heading right now i don't these are just the thoughts that really scare me. I don't know. Maybe it's just another topic for another day because we can just <laughs> dive into this. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's a really good note to end it on. Thank you for hearing us both out. For Chris, for Marianne, thank you so much for listening. Like, rate, comment, subscribe if you like, and follow me on Instagram at Hear Me Out. I love you. Catch you all in the next one.